I'm Jakob Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled Boost, a series specifically created to, to boost business in South Africa by letting passionate and committed business people share their stories. In this episode, we're chatting about the meta marketplace. We're chatting about technology that opens up investment opportunities, what a meta marketplace is, and how fintech is shaping the future. We're also chatting about B1G1, the Business for Good initiative. I'm honored to be joined by Scott Picken, CEO of Wealth Migrate. Scott, welcome. Awesome, Jacob. Thanks very much for having us online. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to share with your audience. So we, we always start with a quick little intro. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. <clears throat> I don't know how quick quick is, but <laughs> like the, very, the very simple thing is I'm a Durban boy. Studied at UCT uh, back in 1998, actually wrote my dissertation on how technology was going to change the property and construction industry, which kind of today is fairly obvious, but 23 years ago, no one was thinking like that. Uh, went to London, did my master's in London, worked for an Irish developer for about four or five years and realized I'd be the world's worst employee. And so I started a company when I was 25 called International Property Solutions helping people invest in property in South Africa, England, Australia, and America. And in simple terms, you know, I can talk about our company we built today, but basically been helping people invest internationally now for nearly 18 years. And one of the things that gets me out of bed in the morning is that I'm deeply passionate about how people can create freedom through investing. So ultimately, I heard you and Sapiro talking as we were about to get started, and everyone's kind of got that anxiety around how do I live life how do I make money? How do I invest? How do I get freedom in my life? You know, is it, you know, and again, it's what do I do for work? Where do my kids go to school? Where do my kids go to university? Can I go on an overseas holiday? Whatever it is, I actually don't care what people's decisions are, but what I do deeply, passionately feel about is giving them the freedom to make those choices. Okay, that's that's uh, an awesome intro. So uh, let's get straight into it. So talk to us about uh, Global Wealth Group. Uh, how did it start? What does it do? So look, if I take a couple of steps back, like I said to you, I built the company from 2004 out of London. Okay. We were helping people primarily invest in residential properties, so houses or apartments. And <clears throat> without being direct, what I realized is that houses and apartments are middle-class investment. Then what happened was we had the crash in 2008, 2009. We could pick up phenomenal opportunities. In London, as an example, I could pick up 48 buildings, 48 units in, a, in one building in Wimbledon. It was at a 40% discount, a 12% net yield, fully furnished, fully tenanted. It was an absolute no-brainer. One small caveat, though, I needed 10 million pounds. Oh. <laughs> so I ran around, and I kind of spoke to, I had 2,500 people I'd helped invest, and I just couldn't get people to work together. And that created a lot of pain for me because I couldn't do it on my own. And then in 2009, I was in Bondi Beach, Sydney, and again, I met two very, very wealthy gentlemen. And this is right in the heart of the last crash. And I said, what are you guys investing in? They said, medical buildings. And I was like, why medical? And they said, well, think about it. No matter what happens in the global economy, people need doctors. Secondly, doctors never leave their premises. And I thought back to when I was a child, and I was like, wow, that makes sense. And thirdly, doctors are very good at being doctors, but they're not good accountants, so they sign very good long-term favorable <laughs> leases. And I was like, this is like a no-brainer. <laughs> um, but again, caveat. They needed $40 million, of which the minimum investment was $5 million. I couldn't participate. Okay. So through that huge amount of pain, we created Wealth Migrate. And what Wealth Migrate is, really, is bringing people together 
so that we've got the power of the crowd to invest like the institution. So we invest in institutional quality assets, however, from, a, from amounts of money that you and I can afford, however, getting the same return. So the best way to describe it is that if you take Uber, when Uber came along, what did it do? And, and just by the way, technology does this in every other sector. It cuts out the middlemen, it cuts the costs, and it dramatically, dramatically increases the trust, the transparency, and the accessibility. So if you take Uber, before Uber came along, most of us didn't have a private driver. It was very difficult to find a taxi. It was expensive. It was inefficient. You couldn't trust them. Now with technology, what we do at Wealth Migrate is we allow the investor direct access to quality partners, to institutional quality partners. We cut out all the middlemen. We cut the costs, and we dramatically increase the trust the transparency and the accessibility. And I think the accessibility is probably the one that I get most excited about because our minimum investment was $100,000, then we got it to $10,000, then we got it to $1,000. It's now at $100. So, wow. you know, Yaku, whether it's you or Sapiwe, you know, that's 1,500 Rand. I know when I last did the show with, with you guys at Cliff Central, we were either at $10,000 or $1,000. I can't quite remember. Um, which is a lot of money, you know, and 1,500 Rand is, is a lot of money to many people. But if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Anyone that truly wants to look after their life can find 1,500 Rand and get started. And I believe that that, you know, that is really important. And, and just to be clear, we don't only help people with $100. $100. You know, we've got plenty of clients that have got millions of dollars invested. Okay. But what's truly exciting for me now is that everybody – gets to invest like the top 1%. And, and if you if you can bear with me, I'd love to give you some stats on why that's so important. Yes, please. So when I did the research, you know, my dad did what we were all taught to do. My dad went to school. He went to university. He worked really hard. He became chartered accountant. He got a great job. He was financial director of Rainbow Chickens. Most people have heard of that company. And yet when my dad died at 59, he died broke. And I... I looked at this and it was ridiculous because, like, that's the model that we've all been taught to do. And so I started researching this. I, I was, um, you know, a young in my early 20s. And what I found was that in Australia, England, and America, the statistics are astounding. And by the way, South Africa will be even worse. When 94% of people, when they reach 65, are either dead, broke, or reliant on the government. 5% of people are financially independent. Now, if I'm in a room and I ask you publicly, hey, who wants to be financially independent? Most people put up their hand yeah. until they actually find out the definition. <laughs> financially independent is where you earn 25% less than your last paycheck. Now, quite frankly, for me, that's just like financially trapped. <laughs> like, yes. so, so the best way to describe it, Yaku, is that you and I and Sapiwe and, and, and 100 other people are running a race. And 99 of us are not even finishing the race. Forget about who's winning the race. 99 of us are not even finishing the race at, at 65. And that's where I just went, this is, this is, this is wrong. Like, this has to change. Scott, can I ask you there, um, um, maybe stating the obvious, but why is that the case? It's, it's actually really simple. And it's, it's down to one thing and one thing only. The top 1% are investing in different quality assets to the 99%. Okay. So we, we tend to invest in what's called retail opportunities. So they fall the mass market, they retail opportunities, and generally there's a lot of middlemen, there's a lot of costs, the returns have been diluted down. And so what you and I are investing in Yaku is different from what the top 1% is investing in. And there's a great saying by Tony Robbins, which, which I love, is if you want to be successful, copy successful people. If you want to be wealthy, copy wealthy people. 
You know, you cannot invest in a different quality asset to Warren Buffett and expect different results. Like it just doesn't work like that. Like you have okay. to invest in the same things that wealthy people are investing in. And up until now, I truly believe that most of us had the excuse, and it was a, it was a, it was a, it, it made sense as an excuse. Because if I had a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or even a hundred thousand dollars, quite frankly, I didn't have the money to invest like the top one percent. Yeah. But okay. I no longer have that excuse. With technology, I can now invest just like Warren Buffett, just like Ray Dalio, or any one of the other extremely wealthy people around the world that are sophisticated investors. But using technology, I can start with much smaller amounts of money. And, and I assume the, the technology uh, part of what that does is, is, like you say, it brings numbers to the table. So you can you can uh, can I can I use a crowdfund word? Completely. Look, whether you want to call it fintech, prop tech, crowdfunding, you know, even in South Africa, some people, you know, um, um, use the word stock files, et cetera. It's all, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the power of the crowd coming together and investing. You know, there was a great quote that came out from Kathy Wood that's one of the most respected venture capitalists in America. And she said, 50 million retail investors used to get ignored. They now are powerful. <laughs> we learned that with Reddit and GameStop and everything last year. Yeah. 50 million people coming together is more powerful than one institutional investor. And that's the, that's the power of where the world's gone. You know, we had, we had basically e-commerce, then we had social media, then we had social commerce, and now we've got social investing. It's, it's this whole evolution of Web 3.0. And, and why this is exciting for you and I, Yako and, and Piwa included, is that when the internet came along, like, like I guarantee you virtually none of your listeners actually understand how the internet works. Like I guarantee you none of you actually know how Take-A-Lot works and, and actually the internet behind like how it all works. I guarantee you none of you know how Uber works and how it gets a driver to come pick you up. Like none of you, but quite frankly, none of you care either. No. <laughs> like all you actually care about is using the internet. It's exactly the same thing here with regards to technology. You don't understand necessarily how you get to invest in a quality partner with a quality deal. But what's beautiful with technology is you do, and you get the actual returns, and they're in your wallet. In the same way as you use Take-A-Lot or you use Uber, there's no reason why you can't invest in the same means now. And that, that for me, is what, what's fascinating about where the world is going. And and would you say, um, is, is there still a – because, um, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the example that you used about your, your dad, um, if I think about my, my dad, um, you know, he, I think after – Seven years, he's, he's still with the same bank. He's, ne he's never changed because it's almost like a trust type thing or whatever. Would you say that uh, – how would people know uh, which fintech platform that, uh, to trust or, or how do you determine that? Yeah, look, that's a great question. And trust is built over time, and I understand that. So, you know, the analogy I like to use is just kind of dip your toe. And um, there's, there's two things. One is you can dip your toe and, and, and test. You can actually put money in and see if it works and wait for returns, etc. So that's the one, the one kind of side of the fence. The other thing that's really important is the technology is an enabler. It's not a fix-all. <laughs> okay, so yes, okay. if you're looking at a platform and you're looking at who's behind the platform, what's the credibility of the platform, what's their due diligence, what's their track record, are they regulated? Just by the way, in South Africa, we were one of the first platforms to get regulated by the FSCA. It only took us 10 years, by the way, <laughs> but we did. And, um, and, and, and so, you know, those, all of those pieces of the puzzle come together. And, you know, just because something's on a platform doesn't make it safe. 
I want to be very clear with that caveat. Like yes. you, you made a joke as we were about to come online. You said Scott's going to help us, you know, show us how to invest a hundred dollars and make millions. I, I don't believe that's the truth by any way. Like what I mean by that is that investing is a slow, steady game of you know compound interest and accumulating wealth. There is no such thing as a get-rich-quick scheme. And I fundamentally believe that if you want to get rich quick, then go down to the casino, put your money on red or black, and hope for the best. If you get it right, you're going to make lots of money. If and at least wrong, it'll be a bit of fun. Yes, I agree. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I just want to be very clear that the fundamentals of investing don't change. Technology is an enabler, but it doesn't change the fundamentals. And and, and that's such a uh, – I'm, I'm glad you said that because, I mean, one of my, my next questions was, um, so how quickly do I expect results? Because, you know, I think one of the things that uh, you said now, it took you 10 years to get your, your license, and uh, my wife has this, this saying, a 10-year overnight success. You know, all of a sudden we see somebody, uh, let's say, for example, in the entertainment industry being a success over, overnight, supposedly. But then you have a look and they've been going at it for 10 or 15 years. So how quickly do I expect results or, or, or how must I uh, approach this this investment opportunity? So there's two different ways of answering that. One is that I fundamentally believe in having helped thousands of people from 171 countries around the world invest about $1.2 billion. So I've got a little bit of track record in this space. Okay. What I've learned is that if you come in as a one-hit wonder, you will fail. So what I mean by that is that you've got to be quite clear, Yaku, on what you're trying to achieve. Like, what is your 10-year goal? What is your 20-year goal? And I get, you know, there's a great talk by Simon Sinek on getting clear on your why. Okay, so if you get clear on your why, then you'll figure out your how and your what. Now, most people are running around, you know, going, oh, you know, how do I do this or what do I do? But until they get clear on their why, they will not succeed. I virtually guarantee it. So the first thing I'd say to you is you get clear on your goal. Like, I can't tell you what your goal is. Your goal is your goal. Okay. Then the second question you asked is, you know, when can you see results? And for us, we've got two types of investments on our platform. We've got a growth investment, which is where you invest. It's a capital growth investment, and you put your capital in, and you earn a return on the back end plus the capital growth. So that might be two years as an example, depending on the project. Okay. Then we've got income opportunities where you get paid a quarterly return. So every three months you get paid a, a return, basically. So if you take a quarterly investment and you were to put in I don't know, a thousand dollars, a million dollars. You will see your first return within three months, and that's that's really important because whether you go with the growth opportunity or the income opportunity, it allows you the opportunity to start to see the results. Now, there's nothing more that helps your self belief back to your plan, your why, to see that you're on track to getting your results. Okay. So, you know, for me, it's a bit like losing weight. You know, if you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to get healthy. And you see when you jump on the scale, your weight's going down. It kind of incentivizes you to keep going. Does yes. that make sense? Oh, yeah, what you say, no. you know, you, when you When you pick up the chocolate, you don't want to eat it anymore because you're actually feeling good and you're losing weight, etc. It's the same with investing. You know, if you see the forward momentum, then it's much easier to commit to, to investing versus, say, spending that money on, I don't know, a new toy or a new holiday or you know, something frivolous, you know, a new car or whatever. And, and that's such an important thing for me. Uh, um, we, we all know that, uh, you know, saving is, is the only way to look after your future. Um, and, and, uh, we, I mean, we were joking about it. I mean, the, the uh, you, you know, if you talk about the hundred dollars threshold, that's probably less than most people pay on a tank of petrol now, you know, so, so it's, uh, it's such an interesting thing. But, uh, last thing, so and, I, and I know, and I know you're not giving advice. Yeah, sure. 
Sorry, mate, can I just jump in there? There's one word that you used there that I just want to not necessarily disagree with you, but just clarify, okay? Because you used the word saving, okay? Yeah. Now, there's a big difference between saving and investing. Like, you're never going to save your way to freedom and wealth. Like, it's never going to happen because you're going to put the money in the bank and you're going to earn a paltry return. And particularly in South Africa, if you take inflation and devaluation of the rand, like, you will never escape being financially trapped. Like, financially trapped will be your best-case scenario. You've got to start to see it from from a mindset of being an investor, being empowered, taking control of your money. And by the way, there's six steps to doing that, and the first two are belief and knowledge. So, like, if Yako doesn't believe it's possible, it will never happen. So the first thing you've got to do is have the belief that you can do it, and the second is you've got to get the knowledge, okay? And that's, by the way, why we've got the Wealth University, because you need to get the belief and the knowledge to even get started. Step three is you actually have to have access. Like, you actually have to start investing. And step four is you need the system. Now, my point being is that it's there's a six-step process, and you need to go through all the steps to be able to get there. And I'm sorry to, to be so direct, but, but if we just try and save our way to freedom, I guarantee you, you will fail. Well, I mean, coming back to where you started, I mean, that's why uh, I think uh, more bluntly put, that's why you get to 65 and you, and you can't retire because you've been trying to save your way into into that completely and just for all the women out there because i know it's not women's day in south africa but it's worldwide women's day is that is that something it's really interesting when you look at the stats the average man saves about 40 percent and sort of invests the rest women tend to do double that so this came from a lady in america called ellie invest that runs the one of the biggest women's only property sorry not property funds investment funds and um women tend to invest like double what, uh, sorry, save what, double what men uh, tend to do, but they don't invest. Okay. Now, on the one hand, you could say that's really healthy because they're saving, but on the other hand, their money's not working for them. Okay. So yep. it's not working as hard as it could, you know, and, and that's, it's just a mindset that whether you're a man or a woman, like we all need to take this into account because if we're not investing and our money's not working for us, then we're not going to get the freedom we want in our lives. Um, Scott, you mentioned that uh, your, the, the Wealth University. Just talk to us about that. Yeah, so basically for people that want to learn, they can go to thewealthuniversity.org. There's a huge amount of uh, free resources. I, look, I've been training people since the early 2000s on how to do this, and I've helped everyone from rank beginners to you know, extremely high net worth, sophisticated investors, create global portfolios, immigrate to England, Australia, America, Europe, etc. So, and, and sort of everyone in between. But what I have found is that every single one of us is on our own financial journey. And I mean, we've even got an investor test there where you can actually go and work out exactly where you are on your path to wealth and then have the next steps in terms of where you want to go. But you know, I feel very, very, very passionate as I started off with Yaku that we're all on this journey to freedom. It's, it's pretty much like, again, if there's 100 people, every single one of us is working hard, trying to figure out how to kind of get there. However, the, the challenges in the 20th century, and now more so even in the 21st century, is there's so much knowledge out there. Like, if you want to go and Google wealth, money, investing, I mean, there are thousands, millions of podcasts, videos, whatever. What we all need is not more knowledge. We need direction. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, and uh, okay, and we'll share that details. Um, I assume that Wealth University is acce- is it open? Is it accessible to any- anybody? Completely accessible to anyone with the internet. Okay. Now, um, before we go into into something that I really want to want to uh, chat about, the last question I want to ask you: um, 
around around uh, the the uh, wealth migrate the the strategy of of wealth and investing. So the world seems to be in massive turmoil at the moment. I mean, it's lockdowns and COVIDs, and uh, uh, you know we've got fun and games in the east, um, and and. My, uh, you know, again, if uh, you know, if I think about probably about the way that I uh, that I was brought up or taught is is in times of uncertainty, you almost like sit on your hands and you just wait. So, so is it a good time to to start now? If if I haven't started, um, or must I wait? How do we deal with this? Jacob, can I? I want to answer your question with a personal story. So it was late uh, uh, two thousand and one, early two thousand and two. We just had September 11th. Uh, England was going to war with Afghanistan. I was living in London. I bought my first house with a good friend of mine in March 2002. So it wasn't even six months after um, September the 11th. You know, with the with the war in Afghanistan, oil prices were expected to go up. Inflation was expected to go up. Interest rates were expected to go up. And all my very clever friends, the accountants and the MBAs, said, oh, you're crazy. You shouldn't buy property. The world's doomed. You know, we're all in trouble. And yet we found a great little three-bedroom house in Wimbledon. We converted it into a five-bedroom house. And, you know, we lived in that house, and I've owned that house for 20 years, and it, it pays me a passive income every single month. The, the moral of the story that I learned from that, from that personal um, situation is that a lot of my friends waited for about four years until it was safe. And then they went and bought apartments in 2007, and then the market lost about 20 to 40% in 2008. There's no such thing as a safe time. And trust me, if you follow the herd, you've got more chance of getting hurt than anyone else. So, so like that's just been my experience. What I have learned over, over 23 years of investing now internationally is three things. The first is that you need to focus on wealth protection. So if you've got $100, focus on protecting that $100. So Warren Buffett always says, Rule number one, protect your capital. Rule number two, refer to rule number one. <laughs> so wealth protection is very important. So what I mean by that is that if your mate comes with the latest crypto opportunity and you can put your money in and you might be able to triple, double, you know, get ridiculous returns, just be careful because if, it can, if the faster it can go up, the faster it can go down. So wealth protection is very important. Okay. The second one is predictable income. So you, you don't retire based on your balance sheet which is your assets, you retire based on your income. It's your income that gives you freedom. So you've got to build your income in terms of that process. And the third is diversification. You know, Ray Dalio is one of the most respected people in the world. If you don't know who he is, I highly recommend that you and your listeners go and look him up. And I actually got a podcast just this morning about the changing world order. But in simple terms, he says that we live in a world of absolute chaos and uncertainty at the moment. I think we all agree with that. And by the way, I think we've been living for years. I mean, yeah. the uh, Ukraine thing is just the latest thing in a litany of, of you know, disasters <laughs> that have taken place over the last you know, 10, 20 years. And what he says is that in this world of uncertainty, there's only one way as an investor you can protect yourself. And that's to diversify across countries, currencies, assets, and partners. And what's really important, so if you've got all your money tied up in South Africa, I'm not anti-South African. I live here. I love living here. But it's foolish. You know, yeah. the South African economy is less than 1% of the world's GDP. You know, why would you have all your eggs tied up in, in one basket? You know, if you've got all your money in one currency, once again, you've 
If you've got all your money in one asset, you've got all your eggs in one basket. And if you've got all your money with one company, one partner, then you've got all your eggs in one basket. So, you know, diversification is absolutely key. So it's a long answer to your short question, uh, Yaku, but I always believe there's never a right time to start investing. I only know from experience that those people that have excuses, analysis, paralysis will regret it later down the line, guaranteed. And so get started, focus on wealth protection, focus on predictable income, and focus on diversification. And if you focus on those three principles, then any time is the right time to start. Well, I think that's that's a lot to digest and lots of f- food for thought. Thank you, f- thank you for that. So, Scott, I want to go on to the the B one G one initiative. Um, tell us a little bit uh, about that. So, look, we're we're a purposeful company. You might have heard of what I've been talking about the whole time. Is you know our purpose is to help solve the wealth gap. That is not necessarily about tearing down walls and trying to take money from the top one percent. It's about empowering the ninety nine percent to be able to invest like the top one percent. While we're doing that, we want to have a meaningful impact as we go along. And so we've got a partnership with B1G1. They're a company based out of Singapore. They've raised about $250 million for causes around the world. And what I love about it is that 100% of the money goes to the cause. So as an example, you can plant a tree. You can have running water, you know, quality running water for a, for a, for a village. You can have education for children. And so what we made a commitment is that anyone that invests in our company, and we, we're currently doing a, a capital raise through Cedars, which is the largest equity crowdfunding platform in the UK, and we made a, a, a commitment that anyone that invests in our company, so actually people that become shareholders in our company, we will donate the equivalent of days for education for children in the emerging world. And our logic is, Yaku, is that you know we're a profitable company. We, we obviously want to make our investors a return and our shareholders a return. However, we want to have a purposeful and positive impact on the planet while we're doing it. And so our logic is, you know, Richard Branson says, you know, doing good uh, business, business doing good is not just good for business. It's, it's or, or good for the environment. It's also good for business. Our philosophy is that the world has changed. You know, it can no longer be a one directional equation. Like, like again, the typical financial transaction is I help you invest. You take all the risk, I make all the money, and you know at the end of the day, I win, you lose. I mean, yeah. that, that's basically the way the, the industry's worked. Uh, we believe it's, it needs to change. You know, you need to win, our company needs to win, and most importantly, you know, if, if we want to be sustainable, the planet also needs to win. If we if all three of those are in synchronicity, then then we're building something sustainable for the future. Okay, that's fantastic. So, so Scott, I always um, sort of uh, wrap up the show by by uh, you know making it real. I think there's a lot of information and, and stuff to think about. But if I listen to this now and and um, I'm inspired by what you or, or maybe urged by what you uh, shared here, where do we, where do I start? Jakob, I always get accused of making people feel like they're drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> so I get it completely. I'm sorry, I'm very passionate and downloading over 20 years worth of you know knowledge and experience into 30 minutes is virtually impossible. To keep it simple, we literally have a starter pack. So literally go on our platform, go and you know, Google Wealth Migrate Starter Pack or Wealth University Starter Pack, and literally you can get started from $100 you can join our Wealth Hacker community, which is our global like-minded community. Because again, you know, we like to follow nature's laws. So a bird flying in a flock can fly 70% further than a bird flying on its own. So you can choose to invest on your own. 
but it's kind of it's not doesn't really make sense you know or you can you know you can use the power of a, of a like-minded community and so the starter pack is the easy place to start it literally gets you your hundred dollars to start investing you join the community you get access to the wealth university with the different courses and you know for me yako most humans don't like to have too many decisions. So rather than having like, what do I do? Where do I start? Which country do I start in? Which deal do I start in? We made it very binary. Do you want to start? Yes or no? Okay. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's exciting. And we'll share that uh, details on uh, when we publish the podcast later today as well. And um, yeah, I think like you said, uh, today was definitely too short. We will definitely have a follow up because I think there's so much. It'll actually be, be quite interesting. Um, I think I, I might uh, just uh, take up your starter pack and, and then maybe uh, we can see six months down the line if I, if I qualify to, to proceed. Well, look, the bottom line is, Yaku, you know, we want to empower as many people as we can. But the bottom line is it starts with one person at a time. You know, at the end of the day, you need to do it. You need to take action and you need to get results. You know, we don't provide financial information. You know, what we do do is we provide knowledge, we provide access, we provide opportunity. But ultimately, you need to be accountable for your life and your results. And that's something that I'm truly, really passionate about. So my invitation to you is good luck. Give it a go. And, uh, you know, and, and for those of you, I mean, obviously with COVID now, most things are digital. So everything that we do is, is digital. But if you're still old school and you want to meet us face to face, we do have teams on the ground in Joburg, in Cape Town, in Durban. I'm actually in Cape Town doing an event literally next week. So we kind of balancing between this new world of kind of COVID and all being online and, and still the physical world where people want to meet you face to face. But the bottom line is whatever works for you, my invitation to you is two things. One is get started, and two is go in with your eyes open. I want to remind you, technology is not a fix-all. You've still got to you know, make investments based on sound fundamentals. And I think there's a lot of a lot of problems out there at the moment with these kind of get-rich-quick schemes. And, and I can tell you one thing, they're not sustainable. So you've got to focus on the fundamentals of what wealthy people are doing and copy them. Outstanding. Scott, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It was a great chat. Thanks for listening to Unbundled Boosts, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to boost business in South Africa. Remember, you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central app or website, and for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Uh, if you want to know more about Catalytic, please visit catalytic.co.za.